You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Locked On Gators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Happy Thirsty Thursday. I am Brandon Olson. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. I am also the founder of Whole Nine Sports, where you can find all of my written work. I hope that everybody's had a solid week. The end is near. Don't worry. It's going to be a nice weekend for sure. Today, we'll talk a bit about how Kyle Pitts fits with this Atlanta Falcons offense and the new things that he can bring to it. We'll take an early look at Emory Jones as a Heisman candidate, and we'll take an early look at Trayvon Grimes' chance at making the Philadelphia Eagles' final roster. Also, a big thank you to the people who left a review. Please do continue to do so or to reach out to me in some way so that I can work to make this the best Gators podcast I possibly can. With that being said, Apple Podcasts has been going through some stuff lately and uploads are inconsistent there. So feel free to use Spotify or Odyssey for the time being. Uh, If you just want to be more up to date, you know, Apple's just, they're slacking lately. So we're going to have to go somewhere else for now. For now. (laughs) Before we get started, just a quick reminder to follow Locked On Gators wherever you listen to podcasts so that you never miss an episode. And as promised, Kyle Pitts in Atlanta. We're going to talk about how he can impact that offense, how that offense will be changing just with his presence there, and how Arthur Smith, the new head coach of the Falcons, who was the offensive coordinator for the Titans, likes to use tight ends and two tight end sets. No team last year ran more 12 personnel than Tennessee. Sorry, 12 personnel for those who don't know. One running back, two tight ends, two wide receivers. No team in the NFL ran more 12 personnel than Tennessee Titans did last year. The Titans ran 12 personnel on 35% of their snaps and for 373 total plays. The Titans called passing plays on 44% of the snaps where they came out in 12 personnel. And I know that I'm just throwing 12 personnel at you a lot, and it could seem a bit like gibberish, but there is importance there. So when an offense comes out in 12 personnel, it makes it more difficult for defenses to come out in nickel sets because then you're giving up weight in the box and the rushing attack is more likely to come at you then. And so defenses have to go with their base uh, defensive package there, which is 3-4, 4-3 usually, but of course now we're seeing way more nickel than ever before. So, with Kyle Pitts in Atlanta, and Hayden Hurst is the other tight end, coming out in 12 personnel means that you have two very athletic tight ends that are capable blockers, so if the Falcons want to run the ball, defenses will have to respect that 
and come out in base defense, thus leaving them susceptible to big plays in the passing game where the athletic Kyle Pitts and Hayden Hurst can really challenge these defenses vertically. So that's a huge thing that Kyle Pitts is bringing to this offense is another receiving threat that can also block. So when they're on the field, you can't just be like, okay, they're throwing the ball here. And Arthur Smith has has proven that as a play caller, he likes to bring out two tight end sets and throw the ball 44%. I mean, just being that close to dead split down the middle is impressive in itself. So, and also keep in mind, Tennessee was top five in pre-snap motion rate and top five in play action rate so having those tight ends on the field and being a threat to run the ball means that play action should also open up things in the passing game just so much more because you really never know what's going to come at you when atlanta lines up now and talking about pre-snap motion rate kyle pitts he's been known as kind of a a quote-unquote move tight end as a prospect so he's someone who's probably not going to line up directly next to a tackle he's going to be put out in space put out in motion uh his threat there as a move tight end adds so much to the titans being able to use pre-snap motion because now you've really got to pay attention when kyle pitts comes in motion or else he'll catch you sleeping and just destroy you all game It's also important to note that if there are any Falcons fans listening, Atlanta only went 12 personnel 15% of the time last year. So this is going to be a brand new look offensively for the Atlanta Falcons, partially because of Kyle Pitts' presence. You know, if they had taken Jamar Chase there, they'd be going a lot more 11, which is one running back, one tight end. But now, with Kyle Pitts, he allows Arthur Smith to be his more natural play-calling self. And, I mean, like I've mentioned endlessly at this point, Kyle Pitts, very athletic, very similar to Jonu Smith athletically, who was on the Titans last year, and Arthur Smith has that uh, rapport with. So, we could see Kyle Pitts be used similarly to Jonu Smith with tight end sweeps and end arounds and just being involved in the running game not just as a blocker but also as a ball carrier i'd also expect to see plenty of tight end screens uh moving kyle pitts out wide to go one-on-one with corners if possible or even go one-on-one with safeties he's just gonna beat them in every way possible so he really just adds so much to this atlanta falcons offense where people say like hey is a tight end really gonna take you from the fourth worst team in the NFL to a playoff contender? No, not really. Almost no single draft prospect can do that for you. Unless you're like the 49ers who they traded. That's why they were picking third overall. They traded for that pick. They had a solid roster, just hurt. So uh, there's very few instances where one draft prospect is going to make your team a playoff contender from being bottom five. But of course, Kyle Pitts isn't going to do that, but he's going to make this offense just so much more lethal. Of course, there are defensive questions, but we're begin- we're playing in an increasingly offensive-heavy league. So Kyle Pitts just being able to add that much more to an offense that was already successful and being able to help Arthur Smith work to his more natural play-calling tendencies just makes this team that much better right now.
Trying to figure out what to do with your stimulus check and or tax return? Visit rockauto.com for all of your car parts needs. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Like I've said before, I don't even have a car, but I wanted to get familiar with the website and I was shocked at how smooth the experience was. Whether it's brake pads, taillights, or you just want to get hydraulics. I mean, why not go crazy with it? Get the little neon lights under your car too. Why not? It looked cool in Tokyo Drift. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Right locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? So that they know exactly who sent you. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N in there. How did you hear about us box? Now we'll be taking an early outlook on Trayvon Grimes making the Eagles final roster, which I know it's it's talking high ceiling here when we're talking about an undrafted free agent, but I think he's got a legitimate chance, and we'll, we'll get into exactly why here. I mean, we could start off by just taking a look at the Eagles' depth chart, or not even their depth chart, just their roster right now, the receivers they have. They have Quez Watkins, who was a rookie last year. He's a speedster, not very refined. Khalil Tate, who was a rookie uh, last year or two years ago, but he's a quarterback that converted. Greg Ward, a quarterback that converted. Jalen Rager, last year's first-round pick, hasn't panned out so far, but he dealt with injuries, and he was always going to be a little bit raw, so giving him plenty of time. John Hightower, Travis Fulgham, J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, Devonta Smith, of course, just got drafted, as did Javon Osborne. Uh, and Marquise Goodwin was a free agent signing. So that's not a very star-studded receiver room there. And I know I've mentioned I'm a Giants fan before. Uh, I'm trying to do this as impartially as possible. It's a little, it's a little difficult. I'm not going to lie to you. But I'm trying my best here. Um, I think that when you look at Trayvon Grimes, he offers size that a lot of the receivers on the roster don't offer. The only one that really challenges him there is J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, and he's struggled massively coming out of Stanford, coming into the NFL. So honestly, I don't even know if he makes the roster this year. It's been ugly for him so far, again, at least to this point. Trayvon Grimes is a legit 6'4", where... I mean, Travis Fulgham, John Hightower are 6'2", so behind J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, they don't have that big-bodied red zone threat that Trayvon Grimes can be that they wanted J.J. Ortega-Whiteside to be. So they'll likely go into the season with five receivers or maybe six to seven if they just want extra depth. We'll see, and it also depends on special teams' contributions. But... Trayvon Grimes could be one of those guys. Again, he offers size that their picks that their current receivers don't. Also, something is that with the Colts, they've favored these big-bodied wide receivers that can move and get out in space and kind of create plays vertically. Nick Sirianni, who used to be with the Colts, is now the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles. So he fits the mold that they, that Nick Sirianni has shown he can work with. So. 
I like to think of it as maybe Trayvon Grimes could be a lesser version of what Michael Pittman Jr. was for the Indianapolis Colts last year. Again, nothing huge, but it, it's something. I'll say that. He, he could be there at least a little bit, maybe... Maybe not this year, maybe next year, but he should still make the roster at that point so that the Eagles don't lose him to another team. Then, I mean, we look at the rest of this Eagles coaching staff. Their quarterback coach is Brian Johnson. And for those of you who don't recognize the name Brian Johnson, he was the quarterback coach at Florida for three years. Well, two years and then this past year he was the offensive coordinator slash quarterbacks coach for the florida gators and he just recently uh, i think in january signed with the eagles as their new quarterbacks coach when nick sirianni took over as the head coach so i'm not saying that that's why trayvon grimes signed with the eagles because of course he went undrafted, so he then had his pick of the litter with whoever was interested in him, which, I mean, he's a 6'4 athlete who's pretty pretty raw, but he's got a, a decently high ceiling, so I can imagine that there were a lot of NFL teams that were interested in the guy. Um, so maybe Brian Johnson played a part in that as a quarterback coach. He's got some experience with Trayvon Grimes down in Gainesville, um maybe Trayvon Grimes was like hey I'm comfortable with the guy who's currently the quarterback's coach and he was my OC and that's why he came I don't know if that played any part in it or if it was just pure coincidence or what it was but I'm just saying I think that Trayvon Grimes having prior experience with Brian Johnson whether or not that contributed to Trayvon Grimes signing with the Eagles I think that it could play a role in whether or not he makes the final roster if it comes down to it, really. If it comes down to, say, Trayvon or Greg Ward or Travis Fulgham or Quez Watkins, it's like, well, hey, maybe Brian Johnson nudges in. I don't know. I'm just saying I think that it's a pretty good landing spot for him. I think he could find some playing time fairly early. I'm not sure he'll be super productive, just given that offense is, well, that offense. (laughs) But I'm not ruling it out because, again, I have total faith in Trayvon Grimes. I would have taken him in the fifth round if I was an NFL GM. I don't know what the H-E double hockey sticks happened that caused him to go undrafted or caused NFL teams to not love his potential. Um, so, hey, I mean, there's a reason I'm not in the NFL, but I'm just saying they miss here. I think that we could actually be talking about Trayvon Grimes as maybe not the starter or a starter for Philly this year, maybe not next year, but I think in, in some time we'll see Trayvon Grimes and we'll be like, that guy was one of the best undrafted free agent signings in this whole 2021 draft class. You think Kyle Pitts will have more or less than six touchdowns? What about 775 receiving yards? If you're feeling confident, head over to betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. BetOnline even covers award shows, TV shows, and reality TV. With real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine 
It's the best way to place your bets and it's 100% free to sign up. Head to the website now or use your mobile device like moi to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Promo code locked on. That is L O C K E D O N to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. You know what else I got from Bet Online? This one's not even an ad, I swear to you. <laughs> this is just, I was checking Bet Online and I was looking at some of the props they may have because I was curious i guess um i was doing research as we could say and i saw that they have the heisman odds of that are very early and are certain to change by the time the season comes around but 10th on that list was emory jones with plus 2500 odds which i legitimately think i might take because i'm i'm pretty confident in emory jones that he's gonna have a great year I have little doubt about that. So I think he's a legit Heisman candidate here that people are not talking about enough. And we could point at all the other guys that are up there, but one thing I noticed with a lot of guys up there, a lot of them are just hype right now. We haven't seen them play much, if at all. Of course, there are guys like Spencer Rattler, Brees Hall that we've seen play very at a very high level but i mean there's a lot of guys on that list that are pure projection right now bryce young dj uigalele only played a little bit last year cj stroud so i mean there's a lot of question marks that are listed above emory jones right now and frankly kind of pisses me off a little bit about that one uh emory jones is someone who we've seen him play decently a decent amount for the past three years he played in his redshirt freshman year or his true freshman year that he then redshirted because he only played four games and redshirt freshman year and then this past year he played a bit he's been involved in the offense as just that guy that can kind of give us more of a threat running the ball with a quarterback and to me that's a pretty huge thing because i mean we've seen dan mullen at his absolute best was with tim tebow and I'm not saying Emory Jones is going to be Tim Tebow. There's never going to be another Tim Tebow. So not even going to go with that one. But I am saying that Emory Jones offers a lot for this offense. That us Gators, I mean, we couldn't really threaten last year with. Of course, Kyle Trask had some rushing touchdowns. And he did his best. I will give him absolute credit for those QB draws, QB powers. He did his absolute best. He took hits like a champ. And he went out there going to do his thing, knowing darn well that he was not an athletic quarterback. But Emory Jones most definitely is an athletic quarterback. He's got a big arm too. And I mean, hey, we're finally going to get to see him uncork that thing consistently. So looking at Emory Jones, just his talent, I think it's there. I have no problem saying that. I have no problem saying that I tr- I trust him talent-wise to lead this offense. Scheme fit? I mean, yeah, this offense was great last year. Scheme fit? Going to be way better. Of course, talent-wise, we're losing Kyle Pitts. We're losing Kadarius Toney. Uh, losing Trayvon Grimes. But the scheme fit, 
it's it's there for Dan Mullen to get a lot more creative. This running back room is looking way more lethal than it did last year. Roster talent, not really a huge concern for me. We have a lot of unproven guys right now. And I'll be honest, I like what they can do. I like what they bring to the table. I think a lot of them bring specific skills that are going to work perfectly in this offense and that Dan Mullen is going to be able to at least maximize production and success offensively. Defensively? <sighs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, it's promising, but I don't know. But hey, we don't care about that in this conversation. We're talking Emory Jones as a Heisman candidate. Plus 2,500 odds. 10th on the list behind, in order, Spencer Rattler, Bryce Young, DJ Uigalele, uh, JT Daniels, CJ Stroud, Sam Howell, Derek King, John Robinson, Brees Hall. Those are the nine guys ahead of Emory Jones. I mean, he's tied with Brees Hall right now, but that's not that's not important at this point with this conversation. Um, so I think that he's got good. I think he's in good shape looking at scheme fit. I think he's in good shape looking at roster talent. And I think he's in pretty good shape looking at his experience and, uh, again, not a ton of experience, but he's appeared uh, in a decent amount of games. He's, played, he's appeared in 24 games. So there's a decent amount right now. Um, none have been, like, major, major contributions, but he's done enough to show, like, these flashes in the pan where it's like, all right, he's, he's, he's got something where he can be a king here so i'm very happy with what we've seen from emory jones so far i don't know how you feel if you guys feel like you've seen different things but i i very much like what he brings to the table i like how he's going to help this offense open up just so much more and really just really just blow up in the sec and also i think that should go into heisman consideration more that you know he's he's playing the sec he's he's playing NFL defenses really when we talk about it so I think that should go into consideration more but uh, I don't I don't get a say in that but I do think that we could see him go five six hundred rushing yards because of course in college a sack counts as a rush for negative yards and that just makes absolutely absolutely no sense um we could see him go for three four thousand passing yards i know i know that i have very high expectations here and i know that it sounds kind of bonkers but i've I've been high on emory i think he's a legitimate heisman candidate i just saw these odds and i figured it's a great chance for me to start talking about emory um i think i'm gonna take these odds i I think i'm gonna do it i think think the plus 2500 odds i i think it's good i'm down for it i think emory can win it I have absolute faith in him. That about does it for today's episode of Locked On Gators. Join me tomorrow as we talk about how some other Gators draft pick fits in with their new teams and more. Once again, my name is Brandon Olson. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. You can find all of my written work with Whole Nine Sports. That's W-H-O-L-E-N-I-N-E Sports. Again, Thank you to anyone who did join us on the whole non-sports draft stream this past weekend. We had over 19 hours of live draft coverage. I got to break some UDFA signings on air. Um, 
I'm I'm trying to think of someone that I haven't already bragged about with it. Uh, oh, um, Ohio State punter Drew Chrisman signing with the Bengals. Thank you very much. And we had over 7,000 viewers, so it was really fantastic to be a part of. Be sure to check out Locked On Eagles, hosted by Louis DiBiase and Gino Camilleri, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Join in as they talk about all the Eagles draft picks and more daily Hopefully, we'll hear them talk about Trayvon Grimes plenty in the future. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts.